much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. Greater than your lies, the truth wants to be known. You will know it. It'll come to you, as it's come to me. Hello, welcome back to Something's Out There podcast. David Duchovny. Why won't you love me? See, I was singing last week, and now you're now singing my turn. this week. Yeah. Perfect. You're hating. I love it. I'm not hating. I enjoyed every minute of it. I have a beautiful voice. Yes. Some would say it's close to Jennifer Lopez. Angelic, truly. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to our extra spooky Halloween episode. Um, coming at you a little late because, you know, we're just busy doing the spooky season stuff. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we're we, trying, though. We're trying. Yeah. We've been up to lots of Halloween shenanigans. We, I don't know if we mentioned it on a podcast before, but we went on a, like a haunted, like, food crawl with our friends. And it was great. We, like... Drove through this park in Los Angeles, and there was, like, spooky things in the forest. And they would, like, run out your car and shit. And then you would get to this point where you would, like, drive up to these booths, and there would be, like, a creepy creature serving you foods. It's great. Which one was your favorite theme? Um, that's a good question. Can I tell you mine? Yes. I have two. Okay. Um, it was the first one where the guy dressed up like a puppet with six hands. Oh, is that the first one? Yeah, that was the very first one. Oh, okay. And then the... That was scary. I liked that one. Yeah, that one was really scary. And the guy, whoever was in the costume, did a great job, like, with his voice acting and just, it was really creepy. The one where you actually told the guy, nice costume? Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't break character. I thought he was going to be like, thanks, dude. But he just, he kind of stared me down and he, was really it, creepy about it. Yeah, it's Los Angeles. He's a paid actor. <laughs> and um, then the second one I really liked was... Uh, that was the second one. No, that was the first stop. No, you just named... the Was the puppet guy the guy that you said nice costume? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. And uh, my second... The second one that I really liked was the underwater mermaid fish thing. It looked like um, the creature from The Shape of Water. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And that that one, he just kind of screeched and looked at you and then brought you the food. It was great. He reminded me of my parents' dog, Gabby. (laughs) Yeah, had a nasty uh, underbite. Yeah. And then you drove up to this, like, area where you... Um, would sit and like listen to spooky stories on the radio and um, they had it like projected. It was supposed to be like a campfire, like having campfire ghost stories. And um, it was really, it was, it was sweet. It was a good little Halloween trip journey. At first I was really mad about the food. I was upset. It was like, (laughs) it's really shitty, but I had to like humble myself and just be like, you know, it's, this is COVID Halloween, so I'll just take whatever I can get and just be happy with what I got. 
Okay, the food was not that bad. So it was pretty bad. Shit on it. Like some of it was good and some of it was bad. Yeah. But. <laughs> Salud. Sorry, I had to sneeze. But um, yeah, and then we have another um, little drive-through haunted thing. They're doing a Stranger Things drive-through um, in downtown LA this weekend, and we're gonna go do it on Friday. And get our spooks in before the spook season is over. Yeah, I'm hoping they have, like, better actors in this. Because it's supposed to be, like, a You're shitting on the last one, and it was humble, and it was sweet, and it wasn't, like, we weren't going to a world-class. Yeah. Um, This thing is a Netflix one, so I'm just saying it should be good. Nessar apparently has very high standards. <laughs> God, never mind. Um, but but yeah, so we're going to do that. And, you know, I hope everybody has fun, safe Halloween plans this year. Please don't gather in enclosed places. I would like to be able to do normal things soon. So, um, yeah. So keep it safe, guys. You know, keep your, keep your spooky masks on. This Halloween. And uh, on that, let's get into our uh, our topic for this week, which is kind of like a mosh posh of Halloween conspiracies. And our cat just did the demon thing again. Um, he literally only does it when we're doing this podcast. I don't understand. Fuck, I was like looking for my phone and it was right next to me. One day we will record it and be able to share it with all of you. You know what? I heard him meow in the hallway, too. And I thought it was just like, I don't know, begging for food or something. But I just fed him. So you must have been doing it in the hallway right now. <sighs> Crazy critters. We are gathering the spooky spirits right now. We are summoning the spooky spirits to bring them to you through your ear holes. Yeah. All right. So I've gathered some um, fact, fiction, conspiracy, urban legend, Halloween tales for you all this this week. Um, and some of them are hella topical. So I'm really excited. And let's get into it. So the first one I want to talk about is um, poison candy. So I'm sure any person that has ever trick-or-treated in their entire life knows that every single parent is scared of poison candy. Yeah. Uh, have you have you seen the meme that's going around about um No. be careful uh or check your Halloween candy. You don't want uh fuck I'm butchering it. Oh but, my god. <laughs> um it's a uh, it's like a picture of a Snickers bar cut in half and there's like a fucking specific truck in it with the label of like a toyota 4x4 tacoma or whatever and they'll just like cheaply photoshop the truck inside the snickers bar and i think it's kind of poking fun at like finding razors in your candy or whatever i, I don't know if that translated oh you'll have to send it to me okay we'll have to post it i'm just gonna cut this out <laughs> anyway what, what's the first topic poison candy Yes, so our first topic is poison candy. So if you have ever trick-or-treated in your life or really watch the news or anything or even know about Halloween, 
you know about parents' serious fears of poison candy. And, um, I mean, I don't think my parents were ever concerned by it. My parents just, we trick-or-treated and we ate our candy. It was about it. Um, I was listening to a podcast today where she said, um, one of the podcasters said that she doesn't even let her kids have their trick-or-treating candy. She, like, takes the candy that they trick-or-treated with and, like, swaps it out for candy that she personally bought. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, if you really are that paranoid. Yeah, I guess. I mean... It's, a kid. it's your kid. You're getting candy regardless. But yeah, I mean, this, it does suck the fun out of it. But. I mean, they're going trick-or-treating. They're doing the whole tradition. And I guess they're being safe at the same time. But, like, it, the variety was the fun part. Like, you know, sometimes you get shit that you don't eat, like a Tootsie Roll. And oh, that sits in your dude. pantry for five years and it yeah. never gets eaten you know what i'm pretty sure my parents still have a bag of smarties in their pantry that is from when we trick-or-treated as a kid and when i say smarties i don't mean canadian smarties which is the chocolate because i'm i'm making this americanized by calling rocket smarties yeah so in Canada, we call Smarties Rockets. They're called Rockets. They're like these little chalk candies that are like pastel colors and they're powdery and chalky and they're just pure sugar um, and don't really have much taste at all. So Smarties here are Rockets there. Yeah, exactly. And then Smarties in Canada are like M&Ms, but they're made by Cadbury and they're fucking bomb. Yeah, they are, they are significantly better. Yes. So yeah, I'm pretty sure there's still a bag of... Um, of smarties rockets in my parents pantry i've come around i've come around to corn candy it's actually candy corn candy corn yeah sorry oh yeah we got swapped out i ordered chocolate from ralph's for pickup and they swapped it out they because if you choose the option to like swap out your your item if they don't have it in stock they like swapped out this like cadbury chocolate that i ordered for candy corn and it made no fucking sense to me and at first i was so mad but then when we were carving pumpkins with our friends the other night, we brought the candy corn over and we demolished the bag yeah. of candy corn. That's how you know I'm every ounce of 30 years old is when candy corn starts to be good. I enjoyed it. I never liked candy corn it was, until yeah, that night. I don't know it might have been the beers. Like, I remember candy corn always tasting like hella stale. And like those ones were like fresh. Oh, yeah. So yeah. maybe that's why. They were really good. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so there's just like this theory that, you know, and all these stories that get circulated like, oh, these kids found a razor in their chocolate bar or this kid was poisoned by their candy or whatever. But it's there's never been an actual case where a child has been poisoned by candy from a stranger. That's weird. There's not a single case of it, but every single year there's like this panic about it. What about razors? They've never found razors in candy ever. No, I think there has been. No. Did you check here in, in L.A. specifically? Yes. yes, I've checked. There's no, through every account, there's never been, it's like usually a prank that someone played on someone and it gets spread around and it was really just like someone doing it to, like it was never a stranger that put it in the candy. What if it's, it was like a, it, it's a troll 
and they called the news station and then scared people from going out trick-or-treating. So they got all the good candy. They're like, fucking idiots. They stayed home. Maybe. But there's there's like a timeline of this, and it goes back all the way to 1959. So in 1959, there was a California dentist, William Shine. Um, he, he gave... Um, I guess he gave candy-coated laxative pills to trick-or-treaters <laughs> and was charged with... Um, That's so fucked up. Outrage of public decency and unlawful dispensing of drugs. <laughs> so he gave laxative pills to kids? Which I, I guess uh, that's technically poison. <laughs> so- <laughs> that's there was such like... Hilarious. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm like tripping right now because there was like a like a, just a weird stew of things that just happened as I'm reading this. Someone sh- shone their flashlight through our window blinds. Really? Yes. God. It scared the shit out of me. And then you're like cracking up about these laxatives, and I'm like trying to read and not stop this <laughs> sentence. And I'm like, Oh, that's creepy. Good. Well, our our blinds are closed, so I don't think they saw much. Gosh, we're really bringing the spooks tonight. Yeah, you got our fucking cat summoning spirits. Me mispronouncing corn candy. Some guy, stranger, shining their light into our apartment. Yeah, let's see here. Um, okay, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, who does that? Like, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just imagine all these little kids shitting themselves oh going back home. Like, Mom, I don't feel good. And just all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, are uh, we that podcast now? Uh, sure, why not? Oh, my God. Okay, so then in 1964, a Long Island, New York woman uh, gave out packages of inedible objects to children who she believed were too old for trick-or-treating. Um she gave out packages that included steel wool dog biscuits and oh that's fucking funny that's and, a trick and ant buttons which i guess i think are those little ant traps but they said on them that they were poison so it's like you can't you don't want to oh, eat okay. them okay yeah that's fucked um, up yeah so nobody was injured she pled guilty um trick so, or treat yeah so i mean I always thought, like, kids that were, like, too old to be trick-or-treating, I'm like, bro, just go buy some candy. I think they should, they're should. they nostalgic about the tradition itself. and but nah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I remember giving out candy when I was in college, and if those kids came around that were too old, they were just, like, out raising hell. Like, they were not, like, kids that were just enjoying the wholesomeness of trick-or-treating. Oh, yeah. Like, they were out fucking shit up. Like, they're the ones that are smashing your pumpkins on your porch and shit. Yeah, that's true. Um, dude, I'd be so pissed if I got a dog biscuit. <laughs> Did you? You never trick-or-treated? Once. Once? How old yeah. were you? I don't remember. Oh. But I had a Cyclops costume, and I looked fucking badass. That's awesome. Yeah. It had, like, fake muscles and everything. Um, And then in 1970... um, uh kid a five-year-old boy in detroit died after finding um and eating his uncle's heroin um so i guess that um the family attempted to protect the uncle by claiming the drug had been sprinkled in the child's halloween candy so that was like a case where they thought it was like um 
like someone put cocaine in some oh, Halloween man. candy, but it was like literally they were trying to save the uncle. See, I was having fun. Now it's that's yeah, so that's fucked up. What a shitty uncle. Yeah, and then there's like the real case where, um, which is like the only time that someone's actually died from poison candy, and it was actually a guy. Um, so in 1974, an eight-year-old boy from Texas died after eating a cyanide-laced package of pixie sticks. So in this case, it was the boy's dad that poisoned the pixie sticks, Whoa. gave the pixie sticks to his son and three other children. I believe it was three or four other children, and like two of the other children were his children. So he poisoned his own kids. His one kid was the only one that ate it and like ate it and like died within the hour. Oh my God. What? Yeah. So apparently he was um, trying to claim insurance money because he was really in debt. So he killed his child too. Oh. Yep. So don't worry about wow. your fucking neighbors poisoning your candy. You're parents are out to get you i wonder how they caught him do you think he fessed up to it um well they found he tried to say that it was like this he's like oh it was this person who gave out these pixie sticks at this house but i don't know which house it was and it was weird because they like we knocked and they took a while to come to the door and he said and it was weird because the pixie sticks were stapled shut and it was like why would you give your child closed pixie sticks that were closed with a staple yeah like he kind of shot himself in the foot with that one yeah right he was like it's like if you're trying to kill your kids and not get caught don't give that information yeah exactly but yeah so so yeah um then he was eventually caught and charged um and then in 1978 um there was a kid who died after eating um after eating some Halloween candy, but it, it, they did a toxicology report, like nothing happened. Um, he wasn't like there was no poison in his system, so they determined he died from natural causes and not from poison. And then oh, that's suspect. Yeah, and then there's just yeah, there's just been like cases of children dying after eating like candy, and so it kind of gets spread as like they ate Halloween candy, but it just they had underlying health conditions and shit. So this has been like a big, a big like media thing. And I don't really know why. Like, I don't know if it's like, is it like the Christians trying to get people to stop trick or treating? Like, <laughs> Yes, the West Baptist, uh, Baptist Church. But um, in a more modern um, kind of concern there, there's been like since weeds become legal and like edibles have become really popular people are like really concerned that people are giving away like weed candy, like gummy bears and chocolate and shit. But like that shit is expensive. Why would you waste it on children? I mean, to be a troll, to troll. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that shit's expensive. And why would you waste the good time on the kids when like they don't deserve it? Let them have their candy. But yeah, so people were like concerned that that people are gonna be. I mean, yeah, that's that sucks. But the worst case that could happen there is the kid has an anxiety attack, or they just get really hungry and fall asleep. 
Yeah, but they like, die. yeah, but at the same time, it's like no one's gonna spend the money and waste it giving it to a stranger. Yeah, no, I agree that uh, both cost a lot for sure, especially um, the good ones. And then there was a case in the 1970s where they were worried that um, that people were lacing temporary tattoos with LSD. So they threw out all of these temporary tattoos because they thought these kids were being poisoned with LSD. Oh, dude, that's fucked up. Don't do that to a little kid. But they kid, didn't do it. They it never ever happened. Oh, it was just like were, rumors. The media threw that out there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, ah. Yeah that that would never happen. But yeah, so so that's uh, one that like I that mean, laxative one fucking cracks me up, dude. <laughs> So that's like a, that's pretty much like a myth conspiracy theory. Like that the only other the only kid that has died from eating poison candy was poisoned by his own dad. Yeah. So. But never a stranger. Nah. So yeah, let your why. kids go take candy from strangers, okay? And let them eat it all in one night if they want to. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I would watch KTLA five, and every Halloween they'd say like, "Careful, yeah. your kid doesn't." Check a, check yeah. the chocolate for razor blades, exactly. and I'm like, how does one even check the chocolate? And then they would they expect the parents to like check every single like candy to see if it's been tampered with, and I don't think my parents ever did that, like ever. No. Only a helicopter parent would. Yeah, so but, you know what? Everybody's probably parents. Let us know, like, what do you do? Because I feel like nowadays. I feel like parents would be like that podcaster that I told you about where they just like buy the candy. Okay. So the next one, the next theory is about, um, the time old tradition of, um, Charlie Brown and the great pumpkin. So, yeah. So everybody, have you seen it? You've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So basically it's a Charlie Brown holiday film where, Linus tries to get everybody to stay up late to see the great pumpkin that comes on Halloween. So there's like a theory that's circulating in the internet Mm -hmm. that, um, so the great pumpkin is actually like an alien and that, um, so on one Halloween, apparently an asteroid lands on earth on Halloween night. And, um, because the kids were all trick or treating, they're already in bed asleep, but the parents are still up. So apparently the um, the alien that lands takes the form of a pumpkin because it lands in a pumpkin field and kills all the adults. And that's why you can't hear the adults and you never see the adults in Charlie Brown. They just sound like muffled sounds. Uh-huh. Um, so apparently that all the the um, the parents are dead in um, in Charlie Brown. And the only person that remembers what happened is Linus um, for whatever reason. But if you remember the ep- the the movie, Linus um, is the only one that believes in the great pumpkin. And basically he's trying to get someone to like see the great pumpkin with him. But it's said that like Linus sacrifices someone to the great pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he's trying to get um, Lucy to come with him to the, <laughs> to the pumpkin patch because he doesn't really like her and he keeps trying to get her to like go to the pumpkin patch with him in the middle of the night. Um, 
And there's a bit in the movie where I guess they're carving pumpkins and like Linus gets really upset because he's like, oh, the pumpkins are alive. And they think that that's why um, he like gets upset by that because of the great pumpkin. And he he really thinks that the pumpkins are like alive or like aliens. What the heck? I've never heard this before. I have to rewatch it now just so I could see it with new eyes. I've I've never heard it before. It it's not very convincing, but no. it's like a fun little yeah theory that I came across while I was like looking for um for some spooky stuff. Um then there was another there's another like urban legend. Um I guess there's well actually no this isn't really an urban legend. This is just like a spooky story. So, um, I guess the Scream franchise inspired a few murders. (laughs) So, yeah. So, apparently, um, people took kind of, like, lessons from the film and decided to, like, kill after watching it. So, um... There was these two um, guys who decided to stab like their 13 year old friend after watching Scream. Um, And then there was another case where um, this 16 year old stabbed and killed his own mother. And um, he he stated he did it because of the film. Um, And then I guess there was another copycat killer um, that apparently wore the ghost face mask um and stabbed a 15 year old girl with kitchen knives man these kids have issues dude yeah so and it's not even that fascinating of a movie like yeah i don't know it's just it's crazy i feel like it's like such a trashy movie that it truly gets into the, the really deep crevices of dumb brains i agree it penetrates their fucking just like, numbskull <laughs> wow i have so much inspo right now because of this movie yeah for real um so that one's like a little crazy it's like of all the things like Slenderman and then scream like people are inspired by the shittiest yeah. content i'd be inspired by michael myers because he's just like a force of evil uh, yeah, I'd, I'd aspire. I, I aspire to be like him. If if I were to, if you think about it, Michael Myers is path. like the OG Slenderman. Like he is just like this weird entity that is really killing for no real reason at all, and is like unstoppable. Yeah, he's like murdering teenagers. Yeah. Um. So there was another case. Um. This one's fucking creepy. So this one is about so there was this um how do i explain this so there was this uh these neighbors in this in neighborhood saw this beautifully decorated like front yard that had lots of halloween decorations and stuff and there was like a really cool looking um prop hanging from a tree and you know they woke up one morning they were like oh wow you know this person's yard looks really really nice and um like people drove by it and everybody noticed it. Nobody really paid any mind until a few hours later, someone reported that there was a woman who had committed suicide and was hanging from her tree in her front yard. 
and Pe- people thought it was a prop. Wow. Yes. So. Damn. That's sort of like a power move. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to go like, out. But I'm going out as a Halloween decoration. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that. That is kind of like because there's a kind of like a spooky like urban legend that, um, you know, be careful, like with, you know, props of bodies that you see on people's lawns, like it could be a real body or like if you're in a haunted house or whatever. I passed by a house once, actually not too long ago, and I had to do a double take because I I thought it was a real person like it was a head Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And it was it just the hair looks so real and the expression on the face. It, like, it spooked me pretty hard. Oh, that's fun. I was like, wait, what? And just fucking did like a triple take. You know, you did good when you have to do a triple take. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they were proud of that. So it was like front and center. Yeah. So, um, so that kind of, um, that kind of, uh, like myth stems from like an actual case aside from like obviously this one that i mentioned but the the kind of like scary story kind of comes from um this case back in the 70s the 70s were such a wild time all the crazy shit happens in the 70s um but so apparently on december 8th in 1976 a production crew that was working on the television show the six million dollar man we're filming scenes for a Carnival of Spies episode um, at the Pike in Long Beach. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um, during the shoot, um, a prop man went to move um, a mannequin that was in the um, amusement park. And when he went to go move it, um, the mannequin's arm broke off. And inside the arm were human bones. Whoa. And it was not a mannequin. It was a man. What? <laughs> so. Wait. Ex- yeah. Explain this. The fuck? <laughs> yes. So that man was Elmer J. McCurdy. And That's he was such an American name. Yes. Anyways. Well, he was an American bank and train robber. Nice. And he was killed in a shootout with um, Oklahoma police in 1911. Wow. Yes. How the fuck did he become a mannequin well so apparently he died in a shootout um and was taken to this um mortuary and um nobody claimed him because nobody wanted to claim him he didn't really have family whatever um so the owner the undertaker he embalmed the body and preserved it um as typical you would do at the time and um there was no next of kin, so the body just kind of like sat around. And the guy was like, was not going to get rid of the body because he needed to be paid because he did the job and he was <laughs> waiting for someone to claim the body. So he thought, well, fuck it. I'm going to have people come and pay money to see this body. What? So he started showing this body at his mortuary and was like, hey, come by, check out this bank robber's dead body that I embalmed and take a gander. That's so messed up. And eventually... He sold the corpse for a traveling show. Um, <laughs> God, man, shaking my head right now, dude. Yes. Like, that's, he never got a proper burial. <laughs> that's so fucked up. 
So yeah, so apparently the the um the uh, undertaker he he had refused plenty of times to get rid of the body to sell the body um because he's like oh i'm making bank on this guy so then in 1916 which i'm realizing now is like a while after this guy's death so he was making his bank and um this guy comes up and says that he's his his long lost brother he's you know this bandit's long lost brother from california um here to claim his his brother's body and he's like i want to take his body for a proper burial in san francisco so he pays him for the body and it turns out that this was actually um a guy where is the oh yeah it was um james patterson who was the owner of the great patterson uh carnival shows which was a traveling carnival (sighs) so this fucker showed up lied said he was this guy's brother weasel and he's like, ha ha, I got the body now. I'm going to go make money on it. So he, uh, yeah, he starts um I wonder how much he paid for it. That's a good question. I don't think it states. 500 bucks. Two dollars. Um, so yeah, so then it, it starts uh, traveling around. Um, and then eventually um, uh, Patterson sells it to this guy named Louis Sonny. So... Um, he starts he puts the show in like a traveling museum of crime um with like wax replicas of like jesse james and shit um and then apparently um it looks like he was um the body was like loaned out for uh to be placed in a lobby for like a exploitation film (laughs) so they had um they had this corpse in sitting in the lobby and was like known as like as was like a dead dope fiend um they just <laughs> kind of like used it as like a, a prop yeah. like a dead body and a prop for the theater man humans are fucked up yeah so then when sunny died um in 49 it gets put into storage in los angeles and it's just this hanging poor out. soul's body is just hanging in a coffin somewhere in a storage locker in los angeles that's how shit gets haunted yes yeah um so so yeah so it just kind of like sits there for a while um it's used for like some like wax shows and stuff and is used on some films and um eventually um it gets sold to uh the owner owner of the pike um which I don't, it's like a mall now, but it used to be like an amusement park. Um, And they had um, like a funhouse exhibition um, where they had the corpse hanging from the gallows in this amusement park. So not only was the body just toted around for a while, it was like put on display as like a hanging prop. You would not be able to get away with that shit now. For real. <laughs> I mean, Jake Paul like films a dead body and people lose their shit. And this guy's just hanging it out every <laughs> every October. For real. That's crazy. So uh so yeah, that's the the story of McCurdy, the uh bandit who wouldn't give up. <laughs> um uh he, but- that storage unit is, is haunted. You will see his uh his spirit. And he was like a bank robber. Like he did a lot of bad shit. Like he probably murdered a lot of people. And like I don't want that kind of energy. 
Yeah. Man. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's and like then weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like it's crazy, like from nineteen eleven to like nineteen seventy four when this body's just like this prop guy's just moving the body, he's like, Oh <laughs> Yeah, it's just you know, a couple more decades and it would would have been a hundred years that he's just that's fucking partying nuts. it up. Hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the last story I have is um, is really fun. I feel like you're going to really like this one. Um, and it has to do with the election, which is like also fun and topical. Uh, go out and vote. If you haven't, just do it. Thanks. <laughs> Nestor rolled his eyes, but I'm serious. Go That's out and like vote. No duh. Like, but not everybody thinks it's no duh. So exercise your demo- democratic right and go vote. Anyways, the demon cat would tell you to vote. And that's who I'm about to talk about next. (laughs) So the demon cat, also referred to as D.C., which is hilarious because it takes place in Washington, D.C., is the name of the ghost of the cat, which has haunted the government buildings of Washington, D.C. So um, the story of the demon cat dates back back a few hundred years um, when... There used to be cats that were brought into the basement tunnels of, like, the Capitol building. And they were used to, like, kill rats and mice and stuff. So they just kind of, like, hung out in the tunnels underneath the Capitol building and stuff. Um, There's tunnels? Yes. Well, how would you... The president would have to escape if he needed to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um... And I guess there's a crypt? There's a crypt in the Capitol building... Where was, I guess, originally intended as the burial chamber for President Washington, which is pretty crazy. Um, So according to legend, the cat is seen before presidential elections. So if you're in Washington, D.C., check out the Capitol building. Look for this cat. Um, So it's allegedly to have been spotted by White House security guards on the night before the assassination of John F. Kennedy and Abraham Lincoln, along with. Um, the nights leading up to the presidential election. The cat is described as a fully black cat and the size of an average house cat, but it changes in size according to those who have seen it. And when it gets startled, it gets larger to like the size of a panther. (laughs) Um, So in the uh, 1890s, the cat was said to have um, uh, inexplicitly vanished um, when some Capitol Hill guards fired their guns at it. So they saw this cat, they were startled by it, they shot their guns at it, and um, it just disappeared. And apparently one of the guards had a heart attack after seeing the cat and died. Um, the fuck? Yeah. So then um, the cat really hasn't been officially seen since um, the Second World War. Um, And some think that this is because um, that around this time, uh, before this, the Capitol Police Force was um, notorious for hiring relatives and friends of congressmen. As favors, and then so these men were like highly unqualified and were often drunk on patrol. So, 
Um, oh shit, John! Look at that black cat over there. <laughs> oh like, shit, brother! Look at that cat. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot it. So um, there's like one instance where um, there was a security guard that they think it the the guard was just like drunk and was being like licked by a regular cat because he was passed <laughs> out in the yard and he got startled by the cat and thought the cat was like human size. And it, he was just a fucking drunk fool. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's a lot of people that believe in this uh, this demon cat and say that he only um, is seen during presidential elections and before um, you know before bad things happen to presidents. Um, and there's even a infamous spot in the White House where, in the concrete of the White House, there is a single cat paw. That you can see it's very tiny oh, but it's just a single cat paw demon cat and a lot of people go to seek this out and just take a picture of it and to just revel at the the demon cat i believe so, in demon cat demon cat 2020 yeah hopefully it spawns let's hope so <laughs> let's hope it eats trump for halloween um uh, but but yeah those are my spooky halloween stories have you been spooked by these spooky stories. Um, yeah, I'm going to look out for laxative pills. I wonder when if I kids are going to trick or treat now. this year. I hope they do. I think they are. I hope they do. I don't see why it's it's a threat to them to trick or treat. We're all wearing masks anyways. I mean, let the kids work the mask into their costume. That'd be fucking dope. I feel like kids aren't even getting the Rona. But it's just, yeah. But like you could be like a you could be sub zero for like for Halloween. That's a great costume. You get the mask. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. You know, fatality on those trick or treaters. Kind of want a demon cat. We have a demon cat summoning demons in the middle of our fucking podcast. Oh, that's right. Keeping us up in the middle of the night. I was frantic looking for my phone. I was hoping I could catch it. I felt you guys. Oh, well. One day. One yeah. day we'll catch the elusive um, summoning demon. But, uh, but yeah, so that's our Halloween episode. I had a lot of fun researching it. I didn't know a lot of those. I found out about the demon cat, and I was like, how the fuck did I not know about the demon cat? Because that's dope as hell. And also, it's an election, so it's very timely. <laughs> so I wish I was in D.C. going and looking for this demon cat. So I can befriend it and we can take over the White House. Pussy power. <laughs> Just me and Demon Cat. Demon Cat 2020. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. Thanks for listening this week, everybody. This was lots of fun. Um, please have a safe and fun Halloween. Carve some pumpkins. Send us pictures of your pumpkins. Do what you do on Halloween, like watch scary movies, but don't watch scary movies that make you want to kill people because that's not fun. Watch a good one, like The Exorcist, but not Poltergeist. And, uh, yeah, and just, you know, keep it spooky and vote. Yeah, thanks for (laughs) listening. Appreciate you guys. Bye.